We got some news here. We got an Apple event, an actual date on it. And I think this time around, it was like a lot of rumors that there was going to be an event sooner and then it didn't happen. And I just saw stuff happening on social media. But, you know, everyone's trying to always predict when the next Apple event is going to be because it tends to mean new products to look at. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, at least that they're going to announce. And there's many different products that could fit into some of these events, many product categories where people are waiting for new things. Well, there's always new things, Well, Of course. You know? It seems kind of funny, that whole process of waiting for the new thing, when there's always new things. It's like you're trying to align it exactly with the newness. Like, I want it when it's the newest. Like in your hands kind of thing? Like, what I mean by this is you have, like, those buyer's guides for products. Yeah. And it's not about when you need the thing. It's about like, don't upgrade right now. There's going to be a new one. Uh, and it's just like this fear that you're going to buy the thing. And then two weeks later, it's going to be a new one mm-hmm. or even a month. Like mm-hmm. people want that whole year out of their thing. I mean, I kind of get it. I understand it. But anyway, in this case, Apple's going to be putting out some stuff. It's a WWDC. It's going to be a virtual event. So, uh, obviously, once upon a time, you will have people physically show up to the developers' conference. And it's not just about product talk, because obviously, uh, it's also about development. Mm -hmm. They put a lot of attention on app developers and things like this that are on iOS. Just like last year, it'll be online only. WWDC, uh, as an event, is known where Apple typically unveils iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and Mac software. Well, that's a lot of... That's definitely not happening here. When did they, when was the last time they did an iPhone at WWDC? I don't, I don't even, I can't keep it together in my head. I just, I just log into the event whenever it happens. Just log in and watch the event. What do they say is expected? Oh, look at that. Forbes says expect Apple's big clues for iPhone 13, Mac, or AR glasses. Okay. Hmm. AR glasses kind of makes sense because if you're, since it's a developer thing, you want to get you want to get developers thinking about right. It kind of know it kind of aligns because it's a whole new could be a whole new development medium mm-hmm. for iOS developers. It already is, I guess, but even more so. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about the rumor relating to potentially another Apple Watch approach with like a ruggedized one. There have been uh, obviously Mac rumors. Not the website. Not the website. But we're waiting for M1 to make its way into the bigger MacBooks. Yep. And into iMacs as well. So there could be something around that. Actually, that's exactly what's being referenced here in the article. Look at that. In 2020, Apple transitioned from Intel processors, in-house chips. So that's what I mean. I might lean into that. Was there also talk of an M1 Mac Pro? As well, a, a, like a shrunken version because you have right. the Intel version, which is scaled up right now. Presumably, it doesn't have to be quite so big. Although, I don't mind having a big Mac Pro because it, from a modularity perspective. I think eventually, right? It would have to. Yeah, we have to shrink down. I mean, they tried it with the trash can and uh, didn't work out for everyone. I think they probably should have both, like a not necessarily all the way down to the Mac Mini. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in between the two would be nice. 
And I know they referenced part of the rumor there was that they would do a cube design. Oh, okay. Kind of like cut in half? Yeah, they had that once upon a time. They had a little cube, a G4 cube. Oh. Which young Lou probably would have loved one of those. Yeah. At one point in time. Uh, so the event, yeah, when is the event? It's in April, right? Is it official? No. It's June. June 7th. June 7th. April, that would have been. June 7th. They're announcing yeah. the event for June 7th. Is that kind of uh, a little late for them? Usually they have it pretty early, right? Do they? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they, that they normally give you this much lead time, but I guess... Lead time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's what you meant. I thought you meant like in the year. No, no, no. Yeah, they're letting us know way in advance, but maybe they just wanted to make it clear you're not going to have to travel. Like, I see. With the current set of circumstances, maybe they wanted to get that date out there and then also say, look, it's going to be a virtual event. Mm -hmm. I have another story in here about them trying to get people back to the HQ. Mm. It doesn't matter, man. When you have a new event, when Apple announces an event, it gets people talking. It doesn't, it, it doesn't even necessarily mean we're not going to see new products before the event. Mm -hmm. like they could do particularly some of the product categories i was just talking about sometimes they don't require an entire event mm -hmm. right that, that that can happen in between just as a oh the website's down that's what other people that's the other thing yeah have you noticed apple's websites and then it's my twitter feed yeah that the website is no longer working and then you got to sit around and wait and then it's like look it's new they refreshed whatever mm -hmm. like that can happen too a uh, they could do a press release yes so i know this to me this seems kind of far away but it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're not going to hear anything from Apple until June 7th. But anyway, you guys go ahead and speculate as well since everybody's got rumors these days. You let me know what you expect to see with the next... Here's what I want you to guess in the comments. What the next Apple hardware product release will be. You let me know down there. Hmm. Today's sponsor, DoorDash. You do not have to wait until June 7th to order from DoorDash. You can do that right now. Yes. That's the beauty of it. You can do it from anywhere. All you got to do is boot up your app. It's on iOS. It's on Android. You don't even need to be on iOS. Mm. Isn't that nice? And uh, you're going to find, I mean, the variety's out of control. You know the last thing I ordered off DoorDash? What? It was a uh, cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake. Oh, you were just on top of it. Yeah, it was actually cheesecake. Click on that. I'll show you the one. Uh, scroll down. We got to get the actual cheesecake. From the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, so scroll down. Um, oh, they got all the food and stuff. I just need to see the cheesecakes. They're making me go through all the uh, all the food over here. There it is. Oh, wait, go down a little bit more because I can't see the photo. There it is. Which one? Godiva chocolate cheesecake. Oh. Was that the one? Wait, scroll down. That wasn't the one. I don't think that was the one. No? No, we got to get this right, Will. It's very okay. important. Very important. It was a chocolate one, but I feel like it wasn't that chocolate one. Mm. Riveting content. There it is. Chocolate mousse cheesecake. That's the one. Belgian chocolate mousse. Yeah, that was the one right there. And you know what we also ordered was just a regular cake, like a chocolate cake. It wasn't even a cheesecake. So a couple, oh, okay. couple different cakes from over there. Oh, there it is right there. I think it's probably that. Anyway, <laughs> this stuff is delicious, man. You ever had a cheesecake before, Will? Yes. Have they're, you? Have you? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Big and, fan. 
How would you describe the flavor? It's uh, tangy, sweet. I would say rich. Savory, rich. I would say All rich. All of the above. Yeah. For some reason, I would just say so rich. It's a thick, you know. Unlike those Japanese cheesecakes. Those are light. Airy. Those are light. Airy. And fluffy. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it takes you two seconds. You, you log on, you're starving. We talked about this in the past. And, of course, if you're going to get the food delivery, you choose DoorDash because DoorDash supports this show right here. Mm-hmm. All right? And, uh, and so do you by watching it, obviously. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. Uh, ordering is easy. Open the app. Choose what you want. They drop it off. 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, or the Cheesecake Factory, which I just referenced, and it actually happened. And I should also let you know that you can get your essentials now in 30 minutes with DoorDash. So uh, maybe you forgot some snacks, drinks, and household items. They'll grab that for you as well. Willie just having a time over there. I see him smirking. He wants, uh, he's laughing about something. <laughs> no, no. No, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. He probably saw some, he saw some item that got him going. Yeah, some, it's not a funny word. Some food item. Got me going. For a limited time, you guys get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. Just download the DoorDash app and enter the code LUELATER2021. It's 25% off, up to a $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LUELATER2021. Don't forget the code LUELATER2021 so you get the 25% off. And then we know, they know that we know, that you know, that we know, that we sent you. Mm-hmm. Very important stuff. 25% off. Take advantage. Get some food. You're starving. Here's another thing, development with Apple. Got a couple more Apple stories. Don't worry, it's not overwhelming today. Just a couple more Apple stories. You know, people in the comments, will they talk to us? Yeah. They, they say, why is always Apple off the chop? And I just say to you, man, it's just, it's, uh, that there's a lot of people want to know about what Apple's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and besides the real show happens at the end. Yeah. The fun stuff. And that's what, and that's what the Lou later people know mm-hmm. that are on here. And so you, you will be greatly rewarded if you're not into Apple and you, but you go on this journey with us. You will yeah, be, just stick around. You will be greatly rewarded. You have Willie Do's word. You're wearing mm-hmm. a jacket today, by the way. Yeah, it was a little cold here, a little chilly. You feeling all right? Well, no. <laughs> you're gonna you gonna be awake for this episode or no? I'm gonna try. Maybe we'll see. Got some timbits in me. I just ate like half a pack over there. All right. Yeah, I left a few. Don't worry. Don't okay. Worry. Yeah. Uh, so a couple more Apple things. This one, they're developing a new remote for the next generation Apple TV, according to this report, nine to five Mac. Yeah. And and I got Are you s- excited about this? Oh, look, it's the worst remote in my life. I have an Apple TV and a TV in my house, and the kids use it. And it's with the uh, oh, it's <clears throat> this one. The that's the one? one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's okay. this this remote will drive you crazy, and I the people don't even need to hear me go on about it again because I've been doing it. Well, let's hear it again. Well, I'll just, Why is it so bad? I'll just break it down real quick. I mean, anyone who has who's had experience with it already knows, but I'll break it down real quick. The thing is so slim and light and it's touch sensitive. And it is like, where do you use an Apple TV or any 
streaming box. You use it from the couch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what type of couch you got, but I'm going to guess that your your couch has some crevices in it. It has some seams in it. This remote loves to find the craziest spots to wedge itself. It's got a mind of its own, this remote. Gets lost in your underwear? It might. Yeah. It easily could. That's how slim and trim it is. And it, and it, it never crossed my mind. Like, it never... Prior to this product existing, I never looked at my remote and thought, this could be too small, but it actually can be too small. And it needs a few more buttons because so much of the interface is this touchpad, which uh, it has. you can have unintended touches and clicks. And it's just, it's just a tough... First of all, it's a tough thing to do a good remote for an interface from the couch, you know? Mm-hmm. Ideally, you want to use voice wherever possible. Mm. Voice would be it's good, but anyway. So I put I went to Amazon and put like a neon glow in the dark case on the thing, a giant rubber case, sort of maybe it wouldn't get misplaced as frequently. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, Will. What I know what you're saying. You're saying, hey, dude, why don't you just like put it in the same place every time? Why don't you just like put it beside the TV and then you know where it is and it's never lost, idiot. I know that's what you just said to me. Well, what I need to say back in to my you. Head. <laughs> what I need to say back to you is I got people in my house. I can't control what everybody's doing. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's not like that. I have that one with the, with the no, 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 up. That one right there. The Elago R3 case. And they say it's a protective case. But I tell you right now, I guarantee everybody who's using it is doing so so they can actually find the thing. It makes it about twice as fat. It makes it less slick. So when it does get near the couch, it doesn't, it's a little harder for it to sneak into those spots. Sure. But anyway, anyway, point being is they're developing a new remote, according to this report from uh, Philip Esposito. Hearing rumors of next generation Apple TV for a while now, Company plans to officially announce it. Uh, details about the remote are still unknown, but 9to5Mac sources have told us that this model is being developed under the code name B519, which is quite different from the code name of the current remote, internally identified as B439. Oh. Cryptic. It's a new name. Yeah. New, new numbers equals better. Look, I don't know. Did a... They're on the inside. They hear the reports. I'm sure people complain to them. And and uh, maybe some of those complaints will result in some alterations to the next version, or maybe not. Maybe it's even more slim. <laughs> maybe they shrunk it even further. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. It's a hard thing to do, though. I feel the need to put that out there. To, to, to give you a remote to control an interface like that from the couch, a lot of them you end up with a directional pad, and it's a lot of clicking... And right. uh, that might be better in some circumstances, but it's just, it's a hard place to innovate and figure out how, what the best version of this thing should be. Well, hopefully Apple pulls through. I mean, I don't know, man. They got some people over there. Yeah. They got some employees. Speaking of those employees, actually, Apple is offering them paid time off to go get their vaccine. Mm. To encourage employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine, Apple is offering paid time off for vaccine appointments and paid sick leave for those who experience side effects. That's uh, nice. They're trying to get 
people back into the infinite loop HQ as fast as possible. They just finished that thing and then everybody bounced. <laughs> in yeah. There, probably a ghost town in there. That thing's enormous. It's like a, it's bigger than an airport. Imagine cleaning that place. Holy cow. You're, you're the only one. Yeah. Just or sweeping the just, just being in there alone. Yeah. You don't even have to be doing it. You just, you just look around. Whoa. Anyway, they're trying to get people back in there, and they're trying to speed that up, I guess, by encouraging these vaccines to take place. Apple does not have its own supply of vaccines and is not providing shots to workers, so employees are required to get vaccines through their state medical facilities. And this will help them reopen and get their employees back to work sooner. Tim Cook has said recently that he can't wait for employees to return to in-person work. Cook said that people need to be together because you can't plan collaboration and mm. innovation. It's like you and I, Will. Yeah. We get together over here and all of a sudden, innovation. Mm-hmm. Changing the world. <laughs> hey, man, don't get carried away oh, over there. Okay. Yeah. Sheesh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't know. I guess that's kind of interesting that they're going to that extent. But I, I, I would assume other... Uh, Employers would be doing something similar as well. I wouldn't. I don't know how exclusive that is, but of course, since it's Apple, it makes the news. Yeah. Xiaomi announces the Mi Mix Fold, its very first folding phone, to compete with the likes of, oh, I don't know, Samsung Z Fold. I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> that phone. Just the way that it's presented. Go ahead. You know. Go ahead. With the whole X thing. Go ahead. Half fold. Yeah. Two of them. Listening. Yeah. It's the fold. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do with it, man. Sure. I mean, everything's. I, I hear you. Folding. It's a. It's a square that becomes a rectangle or close to a square, and becomes a rectangle. In this case, in, in this case, the inner screen inner screen is eight point zero one inches. It's four by three, so it's not exactly a square. OLED panel, twenty four eighty by eighteen sixty. Display brightness, 600 nits, 900 peak, Dolby Vision HDR. Uh, able to withstand being folded 200,000 times. So uh, that's no joke. Hmm. Everybody wants to know about durability with these type of things. The outer screen is 6.52 inches with a 90 hertz refresh. And apparently has good audio. They're talking about four Harman Kardon tuned speakers. I will say, as far as the Z Fold is concerned, Z Fold 2 from Samsung... The speaker performance is one of my favorite things. Like content consumption on it when you have it unfolded. Loud the, and clear? On the couch or something like this. Mm. It's a great time. Oh. You don't even have to reach for your Apple TV remote because you got your Z Fold 2. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, they want to play ball. It, it increasingly, as we've been talking about with Xiaomi in the event, and I mean, they're putting themselves all the way up here, you know? And for those that can't see, I'm holding my hand up here. They're, put, they're putting themselves up there. They want that Samsung money. Mm -hmm. They won't be perceived as such a thing. They want that uh, Huawei spot, mm -hmm. you know, which was been vacated. They're like, well, it's going to be up here. Yeah. And you need to have a folding phone if you're going to be up there where I pointed, where I yeah. was. Yeah. You cannot have a folding phone. They all got folding phones at that level. Well, certainly Samsung does. And who's the other one? Huawei did. Mm -hmm. Do. They still do. They do, but they're not exporting and they got problems in most cases. 
There's going to be a Snapdragon 888 in there, 12 gigs or 16 gigs of RAM, up to 512 storage, a 5,020 milliamp hour battery, and 67 watt fast charging system, giving you a full charge in 37 minutes. Wow. Full charge. Commence full charge. 37 minutes. That's my voice at the terminal where you arrive once you go to Mars in the very first settlement. It's that's what that's the terminal voice inside yeah. the uh what would you call it? Like the is it not an the, airport? What is it? The spaceport. You, you land at a spaceport, don't you? Yeah. You do. Cool. I wouldn't mind that. Sure. Charging commence 37 minutes. Uh, you yeah. become British? Ooh, me? You're well, British? yeah, I mean, I have oh, to. Oh, that's what you hear. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not going to present it. I mean, if they want to come get me, <laughs> come get me. But yeah. But are you going to use the British voice? It, isn't it weird that we perceive that voice as having, because we just ha have had it as that, like, yeah. Um, it's kind of calming. Yeah. I think. It's interesting. You know, like, when you're using Google Assistant, you can pick the yes. voice that you get. Yeah. It's curious, like, which one is the most effective for each person is going to be different mm -hmm. based on past experience and things like that. Like I, I grew up watching too much uh, David Attenborough, right? Yeah. So that's embedded. Like I have that mm -hmm. as a narration voice. I think they have that voice in the Google Assistant. But we also got Morgan Freeman as the narrator <laughs> and you can't shake that either. True. So, but it is interesting. The Mars voice. What's most acceptable or the, what do we go with? Uh, so it's got a lot of other features too. Camera system, Samsung AM at AMX 108 megapixel main sensor. I don't know if it's going to be on the exact same level as what they just talked about. Probably not because they had an enormous camera hump on the Mi 11 Ultra. Mm -hmm. But either way, uh, like I said, you got to, if you want to be in the same category as Samsung, then you go and you do one of these. Yes. The price, 1521 I think that's a little less than the Samsung product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the way up to 1978 if you do 16 gigs, 512 storage, and uh, ceramic special edition. No word on whether or not it will leave China or be China exclusive, but you're in touch with these people. Yeah, well, I'll try to get one in here. You got your jacket on today. Sure. It's all business. Mm -hmm. You send an email over here. And they're going to send us the Ultra model. Tell them to just throw that one in too. Yeah, just box it in. Just like, you know, just, you got a box. You got yeah. a box. Just throw it in there. You just... Toss it in. Exactly. Yeah. Mine as well. Great idea. Uh, they redid their logo as well. Mm -hmm. And I think you sent it to me. You were like panicking earlier. You sent me a message. You're like, I changed the thumbnail. You got to take the video down. You got to get the new thumbnail in there. Because Willie Doom was making the thumbnail. And I guess the previous episode was about the Mi 11 Ultra. Mm-hmm. And originally, you put the old thumbnail in, or the old the uh, logo, logo. Yeah. into the thumbnail. Did you update it? No, absolutely oh, not. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> All that work. Well, because the community post already went out, and then I was like... I updated the community post as well. No, I know, but you can't edit. I would have to do a whole fresh. I have to delete and do a whole fresh. I don't want to be bothering the people like that, man. I would change the YouTube thumbnail, though. Okay, yeah. I promise. Well, that's what matters. Right? I promise I'll change the YouTube thumbnail. For Willie Dude. Don't, don't, hey guys, don't worry about Willie Dude, all right? It's gonna be just fine. Anyway, so you must have noticed this article around the same time I did that they changed their logo. 
because it's it's like a barely barely a change. Sure, yeah. And and you wanted to get it in there, but I don't even know if people are going to notice. That's the new logo on the left and the old logo on the right. And if you didn't have them in reference and I showed you the one on the left and I said, what logo is this? You'd be like, oh, I don't know. That's the me logo. That's mm -hmm. the Xiaomi. You wouldn't necessarily be able to pick up the fact that they had rounded the corners. But apparently this was a big decision and there's a lot that went into it. Hmm. It's a, known in the icon community as a squircle. It's like a square and a circle together. Oh, okay. And the explanation from the CEO, the company didn't just change the shape from square to round, but it changed the internal spirit as well as the mentality of the brand. Mm. Oh, deep. You know why well, you got to say something like that. Of course, yeah. If you're going to announce it, you change it. Like, you know, it might be subtle, but it is a significant move for these companies. Yeah. It's not an easy one to think about. You put a lot of energy into the previous branding. You can see some of the examples they worked through. It's no joke, man. Look at all the versions. Wow. Imagine if we worked with this level of efficiency over here. Nah. You're like, here you go. Here you go for this thumbnail, Lou, for this clip. Here are 17 options. Yeah. And and then it's 17 thumbnails. So 17 options for 17 thumbnails on a daily basis. Yeah. And then I just have a little slider and I go like this. <laughs> you like option A or option B? <laughs> C? A? It's like the eye test. It's crazy, man. I mean, I mean, just looking at this and I'm getting scared. Yeah. Like, trying to have to make this choice because of how subtle the differences are between, look at N2.9 and N3, which was selected, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, just like, what? So <laughs> close. But so, it's about the spirit. So close. But anyway, this is significant because I do believe that Xiaomi is doing the thing we've been talking about, which is like stepping the game up. It does seem to me, it's just so many products and announcements. And they're like, let's just modify the logo a little bit as a, to commemorate the fact that we're here to stay. We're here to play. Mm -hmm. We're coming for the top spot type of thing. And uh, actually that leads into the next story, which is that they're going to be launching an electric car business. Oh. Because why not? Everybody wants to do the car. Let's do the car. They're doing the car. They're rumored to be doing the car. Cars are tech, man. They just recently did a TV too, right? Oh, yeah. They've been doing TVs. And the scooters, oh, yeah. the, the oh. scooters oh, were yeah, zooming scooters. around on. They do man, everything. They make a lot of stuff. Do everything. Yeah. Do everything. But the car is a big one because yes. it's difficult. And we have uh, heard about major tech players and smartphone makers starting to take uh, starting to make serious plans as to how to get into the car market. And it's really interesting. Well, first of all, for them, uh, initially, they're going to get into the Chinese market. They're going to go up against the likes of BYD and NIO. <laughs> but you never know where that's going to end up, right? I mean, obviously, the intent eventually is to sell as many as possible. So maybe you end up seeing, seeing them elsewhere as well. We were talking yesterday about Foxconn launching Foxtron. And then their variety of partnerships with other brands, building vehicles on their behalf. The one thing that strikes me is how the traditional automakers just have so many more competitors now that things have been electrified. Yeah. It's just... EV just kind of... It added like 100 new players all yeah. at once. Yeah. 
and all competing for this, this pretty much the same amount of money whatever was there before for car purchases mm-hmm. and so it's saturated it's that much more pressure for the traditional automakers to make great products in the ev space to entice people um and compete with these solely electric although all of them will be electric very soon so mm-hmm. whatever uh they're gonna get uh, they're going to invest $10 billion over the next 10 years uh, into EVs. They set up a new subsidiary, and the initial phase of the investment is oh, 10, 10, 10 billion one. One, Yeah, $1.52 billion USD. Let's not get carried away over here. Yeah. Xiaomi hopes to offer quality, smart electric vehicles to let everyone in the world, everyone in the world, enjoy smart living anytime, anywhere. They want to sell you everything. Mm. They want to sell you everything, Will. Everybody wants to sell you everything. Right. You got to be inside the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They want you to have the scooter and the phone. Well, I don't mind the scooter. And the car. The And the microwave and the fridge. Yeah. And the uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. You just live in their universe. The Xiaomi underwear. High tech. Yeah. High tech cooling. <laughs> Uh, this next one, did you hear about this? This was probably the number one story on my social media this morning, apparently. And I don't know if this to be believed. A lot of people think maybe this isn't for real. VW accidentally leaks its new name for its U.S. operations. VW, that would be Volkswagen, apparently becoming Volkswagen. Like, like a Volt. Volt. Like V-O-L-T-S. Volts. Yeah. Electricity. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned about that when I was getting the panel upgrade over there. Don't get me started on volts. Right. Don't get me started on watts. Don't get me started on volts. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So some people thought that this could be, have some kind of April Fool's aspect to it. Like, oh, they're joking around. They can't be calling themselves Volkswagen. But apparently it's for real. They are expected to change the name of its operations in the U.S. to Volkswagen of America, emphasizing their electric vehicle efforts. What a statement that would be. Holy cow. You want some of that Tesla money? Oh, you just change your name to Volts. Mm-hmm. What a move. I mean, you're talking about some serious uh, branding that they're giving up there. Like uh-huh. People know the brand as it was. This was no easy decision if this thing is for real, which I don't know. Who knows? A now unpublished press release, so it was leaked. They weren't ready, apparently, to make the announcement, but somebody leaked it. Called for a change, a public declaration of the company's future forward investment in e-mobility. The release said Volkswagen will be placed as an exterior badge on all EV models with gas vehicles having the company's iconic VW emblem only. At least they don't really have to change the logo. No, you're right. You know? You're right. You're right. There's that. VW. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure they thought about all this stuff, man. It's no easy thing. You get in a meeting like that. Uh-huh. They stare at you from across the table. They say... Willie do, here's the proposal. Look at me. Two words. One word, but with two combined. Bolts. Wagon. And then they say, 
the entire future of the company rests on this. You make the call. I just tweet it. And it, then it you just, you, just, you yeah. just leak it and see yeah. what the sentiment is, and then you just back off if it's terrible. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll run a little test. You know? Nothing wrong with that. Maybe that's what this is about. Maybe there's your conspiracy right there. Let the, let it leak out and then say, nah, y'all are crazy. That uh -huh. press release, someone made that up. What, you crazy would get rid of this name? Been a lot of years with this name. April Fools. Maybe they wanted, maybe they wanted a new name. Preserve, let's see what it says, okay. Well, the public declaration, obviously, but oh, they also want to preserve elements of the heritage. So they come up with the hybrid. Huh. And a little bit more on volts. Volts are the derived units for electrical electric potential, also known as electromotive force between two points. There you go, Will. There you what? go. There you go, Will. Oh. Volt talk. Electric. Unbelievable. What I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it also announced big goals, increasing sales of EVs through the end of the decade, expecting more than 70% of Volkswagen brands, European sales will be EVs by 2030, mm. 70% in the U S and China, it expects half of its sales to be EVs by that time. So big, big investment in electric and, uh, so big, they put in it, they put it in the name. If it's true. Mm. You know this company, Niantic? You heard of these guys? I've heard of them. Yeah, these are, they did the... Uh, the AR game. Pokemon Go, man. Yeah. You don't know about this? It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You never played it? I played it once. You like go around hours, and you're uh, getting the Pokemon. Yeah. You, 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 you walk around, you're looking at your phone, you're getting, you're throwing the ball. Yeah, you battle. I got the Pokemon. Uh-huh. It was big, a big hit, man. Big, hey, man, that was, was a big say. hit. Yeah. I guess here, too. I remember the famous dude in Japan riding on the bike with, like, 20 smartphones. Because mm -hmm. each one, he's trying to maximize his uh, uh -huh. Pokemon potential. Anyway, this uh, this is a development on the hardware front for the company, Niantic, because they were doing the software, right? Uh, this was a tweet. What was it, a leak or a tweet? No, it was the CEO, so I don't know, it's not a leak. It's just a very selective image only showing you so much of what they're working on, but it definitely looks like an AR set of glasses. Mm. And the tweet says, exciting to see the progress we're making to enable new kinds of devices that leverage our platform. New kinds of devices that leverage our platform. Interesting. So they will get involved in the hardware business. Because mm -hmm. they love AR. They are AR. They're the big, one of the biggest implementations we've ever seen of AR, if you think about it. Yeah. Instead of using the phone to catch Pokemon, you just put on the glasses. But it, but it doesn't have to be Pokemon. Think about this. Sure. Like, they, what they have proven is that you can effectively... Uh, you can build something that people are going to want based in AR. Like they could easily just take the Pokemon. It could be something else you're doing, some yeah. other type of game, some other type of, uh, but that it's weird how the path towards the AR thing that we all eventually imagine, it requires certain hardware software relationships mm -hmm. that might be, uh, kind of bridges the gap, difficult integrations. Yeah. 
right? Even when the big players go and do their AR stuff, whether it's Apple or Samsung or Google, whoever, Google had the glass, which, you know, uh, then like how developers are able to leverage that versus a company like Niantic learning whatever it is that they've learned through Pokemon Go and whatever else they're working on that they could be like, no, this is what it, some AR a hardware would look like inside of glasses. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. So, cool. I mean, it's just a little tease at this point. You can kind of see the side of it. You can see that it's definitely frames and it's interesting. It almost looks like a fabric on the side. You notice that? Like mm-hmm. where the logo is there? Because everyone's trying to do these things so lightweight, having to think about material materials differently. Yeah, this thing looks like a strap here. It does, doesn't it? But what, you're going to strap it up like goggles? I think a lot of the AR designs we saw is just going to fit like glass. It's just going to fit on your like what you got right now. Mm. You don't have a strap on those. No. But this is heavier. Uh-huh. And comfort is key, as we learned with the, the new Oculus one. Yeah. Comfort's a big key. And even Apple, apparently the rumors, they were going to do like 150 grams or some crazy thing mm-hmm. on their headset that they really cared about weight too. Was that? Lighter than a phone, right? Lighter than the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Lighter than an Apple. Mm. I have an Apple back there. I've been meaning to eat it. I know. It still looks fresh. You know what's weird? I had never thought of this before because I've always eaten my apples. Like, I always, if I have apples, I just eat them. Mm-hmm. But this one. No, no, no. But here's what I was wondering. You buy an apple. How long is that ap- apple in optimal shape? Just, like, it is actually pretty well contained. Pretty well protected by the skin. Mm. How long do I, do I have before it's absolutely rotten? In this environment. Go ahead, Will. I think it might take a while. Go ahead, Will. Maybe like uh, two weeks. Wow. I don't know, man. Wow. <laughs> when do apples expire? It's incredible. No, I'm just glad that you enlightened myself and the entire community here. Don't you dare go open another tab. <laughs> okay, you stand fine. by your words. Okay. Well, someone in the comments will. No. Don't you? Know. Don't you dare. Uh, well, what do you think? No, 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 no. no. We're going with. Uh, we're going with Willie Do's advice. Ladies and gentlemen, you have two weeks. All right. Your apple is Educated good. Educated guess. F- for two weeks. No, no, no. It's, uh, you've made the commitment here. All right. Are you going to leave it or are you going to eat Somebody's going to send you a picture of a rotten apple. Like, there's a lot of factors here. The environment, how warm the environment is. Like, this is pretty cold in here, which is helpful. Sure, yeah. It preserves it. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Whenever you have somebody that like, oh, after they die, they're going to put them in a cryogenic chamber just in case technology changes. Yeah. It's always cold. Preservation is always cold. Of course. Yeah. You put it in a cold cellar. Yeah. You ever heard of that before? Yes. A, a cold cellar? Yeah. You would take the sauce or the jam or the pickled goods. You would put it in a cold cellar. Mm-hmm. Cold preserves. Mm-hmm. Yet everybody's always seeking out heat. Yeah. Interesting. No, I'm just saying, just on the, on the Wim Hof thing. I'm just saying. Sure, yeah. On the Norway and the Finland thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. You guys got two weeks with your apple. Yeah. Just eat your apple. GameStop is Amazon now. I don't know if you knew that. Are they? Yep. They just hired 
big-time Amazon executive as their chief growth officer. Oh. We need one of those. Maybe Otis can fill the role. CGO? Cut to Otis's angle right now. Otis. Oh. He's lying down too low. He's under the... Uh... Anyway, that's our chief growth officer right there. Otis. <laughs> no, don't wake him up. He's sleeping. All right. <laughs> our chief growth officer needs, like, what do you his, want? needs his rest. You know? Hey, buddy. GameStop said on Tuesday it named Amazon.com Inc. executive Elliot Wilk as chief growth officer. The latest top-level appointment at the shareholder, Ryan Cohen, took charge of the video game retailer's e-commerce pivot. They're doing things. Can they, Will? Can they do this? A combination, games, computer hardware... Can they really do battle with the likes of Amazon in the e-commerce space? Maybe to a certain extent. As far as game stuff's concerned. Yeah. It would be more of a competitor to, what, Best Buy? Well, it's hard to say because I would say Best Buy probably thinks of its biggest competitor is Amazon. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's like everybody's competitor is Amazon at some point you're trying to sell something. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, immediately Best Buy's in there. Um, but like Best Buy, for example, they do have GPUs and things like that. Because the, the recent story we talked about how GameStop is uh, going to be retailing GPUs, mm -hmm. moving into PC hardware and things like this. But they could expand that. I don't know what are the rules here. Mm -hmm. Could there be consumer electronics? Sure, quite possibly. Uh, could there be smartphones? I don't know. Could you sell phones? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Maybe you could. And and definitely when you pivot to e-commerce, you don't have to worry so much about retail expenditure and uh you know, real estate costs, things like this. Mm -hmm. Warehousing, you know, you can um drop ship certain things, take different risks, carry a wider variety, a bigger inventory of goods. Sure. Anyway, it appears that they're trying to put together the right people to actually put up a fight. And it it's in line with what I had been saying previously about taking advantage of the light that's been cast on them right now, you know, mm -hmm. soaking it up because it's the brand is kind of shining right now. Mm -hmm. And so you make a few hires, you attract certain talent and, and you use it to your advantage. Yeah. So this is one of those examples. Hiring Amazon executives. Yeah, exactly. Google Maps has a new feature that will guide you through indoor spaces, Google Maps inside, which is a thing that I think could be incredibly useful. Yeah, like at a mall or something. Google on Tuesday announced several new features that are coming to Google Maps. The coolest one lets you navigate indoors using augmented reality. Get back to the Neantic, guys. Mm. Oh, yeah, an airport. Which displays arrows and markers on your phone screen to show you exactly where to go. Look at those big markers. Nice. Like you're trying to find the way out of a complex building, maybe a building you've never been in before. Toronto's path. Sure. Oh, that's a, that's a maze. But even on another level, just what about when you go into the Home Depot? Yeah. Oh. The aisle. You oh. just... You're yeah. looking for something small mm. in Home Depot. 
and it does seem kind of crazy you got to find a person and then oftentimes the person will actually physically walk you there because it's hard to say it's halfway down the aisle sure three yeah. over ikea was the most recent one mm. that was but see ikea they they i they, guess because it's just big it's just big they have a lot and they of carry products. a lot of things but ikea yeah. wants you to walk through a maze sure yeah but but maybe once you get down to the inventory section yeah what's they, the aisles i think they call it the marketplace the marketplace yeah. then you toggle on the app and of course I don't know if they would partner with Google or if they would want to do this type of AR inside of their own app. I don't know how that would work. It would obviously be ideal if everybody just partnered inside of Google Google Maps because mm. you're already using it to get to the store. Mm. Might as well use it inside the store or in this case, inside the airport or inside of public transit or inside. We could just imagine all the ways in which this could be super useful. Yes. <laughs> Go down one level and then an arrow to right where the escalator or elevator happens to be. This is good stuff, Will. Yes. This is useful stuff, Will. Yes. This saves you time and stress, Will. Uh-huh. The updated Live View a AR feature, which overlays digital guides on top of the real world to provide directions as you look through your phone's display, now works indoors. Say you're in an airport and need to find your gate quickly or an ATM. I don't know who's using ATM over these days. That's probably not me. You search for it inside of Google Maps and markers guide you there inside the building. Mm. Now, here's the only difficult part. How are they mapping these interiors? And then how are you recognizing changes inside of those interiors? If doors change, exits, entrances, it's a little tough. Yeah, maybe under construction. Uh -huh. yeah, that's a little tough. Yeah. A little tough, but very cool. Speaking of cool, check out this new spaceship virgin galactic they unveiled the spaceship three how cool does that thing look cool and like, it looks better with chrome oh my goodness for some reason oh my goodness so shiny so futuristic yeah uh their new space plane dubbed vss imagine the first spaceship three addition to the company's growing fleet of suborbital vehicles so this is like the kind of just dip up into space and then come back. Mm. Space tourism stuff. This shiny chrome-colored ship is designed for quicker reuse than Spaceship Two, which is the current centerpiece of the company's effort to kickstart its space tourism business in 2022. The future of their fleet. They put out a video as well. Uh, it kind of looks like a chrome fighter jet but then at the same time it just looks like a vehicle out of star wars mm -hmm. which is amazing yeah uh you can actually see sort of what the interior is going to look like if you go back to the original article there there's a link to the interior cabin although it might look a little bit different than the link you're about to click uh right there interior cabin this is where you would be sitting if you went on one of these suborbital oh. trips what a futuristic voyage. I don't know what you're going to pay to go up there, but it's going to start pretty soon. Hmm. Uh, they're debuting customer flights at the beginning of 2022. Would you go? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. That's cool. No? Yeah. Suborbital? Not, not a huge commitment. Great name. <laughs> we just go up, we come back. 
we get, we just sort of, you start to see the curvature of the earth. You know, you're up there. Yeah. I'll be cool. On this thing? Something tells me it's oh. going to be expensive for a while. I'm sure the information's out there. It's going to be expensive for a while. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. This story, we just talked about it. You and I talked about it, but we talked about it on the show prior to that when it first happened or when news first broke about this particular shoe from the guys at Mischief and Lil Nas X. It was the, uh, what is it? What, the Satan shoes. shoe is what they call it. And I guess we put the, the clip should be up now from the original story. But essentially what you have is probably the most controversial aspect seems to be the fact that the sole of the shoe based on an Air Max has actual blood in it. The blood of Mischief employees. <laughs> Yes. That seems to keep coming up as the most controversial aspect, but it's got controversy all wrapped around it. I mean, it was, the idea of it was to shock you. Mm -hmm. Now, it turns out it's it has shocked people, but it has uh, not like the attention coming at it. You were looking at the videos earlier today, mm. and it's a lot of dislikes on this stuff. It's mm. not a lot of. Uh, it's not an overwhelming amount of positive attention wherever anybody has covered the sneaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can agree to that because we can look it up. We had the evidence there. Now, as far as attention in general, it looks like his song, which is very in line with the sneaker, is getting a lot of views. And that's a little bit different. So why don't you just click on the Sneaker Life video? Of course, we talked about the Brad Hall video, but this, this video is... Uh, 20,000 thumbs up, 33,000 thumb, thumbs down. Whatever that means to you, it's got a lot more views than this individual sneaker life typically has on his channel, 865,000. So it has captured the attention of people, which, which is the intent of such a company. Mm -hmm. They are a marketing and art and marketing firm. They figure out how to get messages spread wide, spread loud. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. And... This is number seven on trending, and Brad's video is number eight on trending. Uh, Brad Hall. And if you click on a Brad Hall video, his is not to the... Yeah, it's to the same degree. It's like a 50-50 split. Now, typically, a creator with a fan base is already pulling some percentage of likes in the like-to-dislike ratio thing. Uh, in this case, it's a 50-50 split as well. So so there's obviously... this is this, there's, there's, there's tension around this topic. Yeah. For people, I know you like this. You like the, like the jeans, outfit. yeah. You like the jeans and the and you like the white socks. And what about the tones in the room, like the carpet and the hardwood? And no, he thinks about all of it. I mean, obviously, dude's a genius. Yeah. We're talking about uh, shout out Brad Hall. So he's gonna come on the show. He's gonna Great take guy. He's gonna take Otis's spot. I didn't talk to him yet, but he's gonna come on the show. He's gonna take Otis's spot, and he's gonna become what? What was the title we were looking for? He's gonna become the chief growth officer of Lou later. <laughs> He doesn't know this yet. No. We're going to invite him on to, uh, at least for one episode, be our chief growth operator, officer <laughs> operator. <laughs> anyway, so when, when the first thing broke, I said to you, and I don't know if you remember this, I said, I don't know about the implications of this. I said, I remember the, G the Jesus shoe, obviously. That we, that we did. Yeah, I remember that. receiving that. I remember the video. And at the time, I had been a little skeptical, uh, or I had been a little bit curious about nike's response to the thing i was i was i mean i don't remember what i said in the video but 
I was just saying this when, when we in the last episode referencing the Lil Nas X mischief collaboration. I was wondering what Nike was going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Now they kind of let that one slide. I mean, I don't know what they let that one slide. And they may have put out a press release saying we're not affiliated. Probably. This time around, he took it a step further. Nike escalated the situation. And that's the, the key for the update today on this story. Nike is suing mischief, which is weird because this headline here on The Verge says Nike sues. Oh, Nike sues over Lil Nas X's unauthorized. They just want stages. to include the name. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well done. Well yeah. done. Uh, uh, Addy Robin. Rob- Robert. Robertson. Robertson. Shout out. Like we know, I know that grind. <laughs> I know that grind. How do you get the words in? I know that grind. Yeah, the keywords. So, this is actually complicated. This thing about uh, the lawsuit, because here's an item that you've that's been customized. You can't stop somebody from customizing an item, right, and selling it. However, that might not matter because you're Nike and you don't like the look of something or you feel it's having a negative impact on your brand. You throw the lawyers at it. And you say, let's play ball. Mm-hmm. You say, you got any of those guys? You go, okay, you got a label. How big is that label? Here's us. This is who we are. We're Nike. We got a few dollars. Mm-hmm. And it might be more than yours. And they keep applying pressure until... Now, the funny thing is, They've been joking about it. Lil Nas X himself been joking about it. Mischief been joking about it. Mischief put out a t-shirt. I know, You couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Vin sent it to us. Mischief put out a t-shirt called Lawsuit or something. Maybe it's not official what Vin sent us. Before I go ahead and quote that, I don't know why you couldn't find it. Because now I'm curious. Let's see where he was, what the URL was. Like he was on like some sort of Mischief web store and that T-shirt was titled Legal Fees. Is there is this, is that such a thing that exists? What is this website? Man, they have they have so this, they have bro. so this many websites. A... They have so many websites. Yeah, look, go to look. Is there any on here called legal fees? No. Maybe just type mischief legal fees t-shirt on Google. Legal fees. Yeah, there you go. Did you get it? Oh, they're teasing a legal fee. So they went into action real quick. And they have the actual lawsuit on a t-shirt, which, of course, begs the question about whether or not, like, how prepared they were. Now, it takes nothing to throw together a shirt like this, right? The design of it. I mean, they don't have physically have the shirt. The latest in the newly initiated Nike versus Mischief legal battle. Mischief is teasing a legal fees T adorned with an image of the first page of the recently filed Nike complaint. And it is in the process of potentially giving away the 666th pair of the alleged of the allegedly infringing Satan sneakers. Uh, okay, so here's here's the issue. Here's here's what they're going to say, at least. There were people who misunderstood the promotion as having some type of affiliation with Nike. Mm -hmm. There were people saying, I'm not with this message. They saw the endorsement with Lil Nas X and they just assumed there was some sort of Nike collab going on. Nike is going to use this evidence, this variety of social media posts 
in the complaint. They're going to say, look, if if uh, uh, there was no damage done, then why do we have all this evidence? Why do we have all this messaging, all this broadcasting? By the by the way, I'm not. See if you can find the posts. You somebody was saying that John Jones made a post, but he may have deleted it, considering that it didn't align with uh, the reality. But it probably was on Instagram. Oh, here it is. oh, 16 hours ago. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to burn all my Nike shoes. You will never catch me in that S-H-I-T again. Click on that. Click on that. You realize Nike has nothing to do with this. Yeah. So maybe show the replies. See if there's any replies after that one. Interesting. All right, so I don't know. He probably saw and knows at this point now that there's no Nike affiliation. If he disagrees with the customized sneaker, Nike is the wrong place to place your outrage in this case. Mm-hmm. if Depending on what part you're outraged by. Mm-hmm. like That's what's so confusing about the tweet is that you could have a Lil Nas X or Mischief supporter who could tweet the same thing because they're angry that Nike is suing them. This is where this gets so confusing with brand and branding Mm -hmm. is if you show a celebrity holding up a Nike sneaker with blood in the soul, some people are going to perceive that as having been or having something to do with Nike, unless there's some sort of large disclaimer. By the way, I'm not saying that's me. I'm not saying that's you, the listener, but I'm saying some people, obviously that's what took place. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that Nike's going to cite. And I don't know if they're going to have success or not because there's all kinds of, versions of customizations of goods that you would want to have a place and to exist and you wouldn't want to have gigantic brands out there policing anybody who wants to modify or improve a version of their product Mm -hmm. do you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's very complex and i don't and and actually i was reading a little bit on this a lot of experts don't even know how it's going to play out and what the consequences are going to be as far as setting a precedent. But as it is right now, it looks like it's still remaining some some bit of a, a joke to the mischief guys, but that's their whole thing, right? Yeah. It's all a joke. At what point did you think Nike took it serious? Was I th- it the blood? I, I honestly think it's the Lil Nas X collaboration. I yeah. believe that if mischief just did this sneaker the way they did the Jesus sneaker... And they just sent it to a handful of influencers and people just posted videos on it. Mm. The perception that it had something to do with Nike would be less than when you had the promotional photos looking like an endorsement. Right. Now, granted, it, it the lawsuit is targeting is targeting mischief and not Lil Nas X by the looks of it. Yeah, but I mean, 46 million views in four days. On a music video. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a message. That's yeah. a signal. So the key is the key is how much damage can be done here? Like how much pressure can Nike apply? What is their demand? Do they just want the stuff taken down? You you and I already were talking about how six hundred and sixty-five of these units are already in existence. They already been sent out. There's only like one left, so they can't really destroy the goods. They can, I guess, take down the webpage, come to some kind of an agreement. But then also going forward, it seems like for Mischief, the, the hottest products they've done have been these Nike sneakers. 
mm-hmm. at least in terms of press. You had the Jesus one in this one, and you've kind of relied on the Nike Air Max as being the delivery method for whatever the statement happens to be or whatever the viral aspect or design modification customization happens to be. But you're right. That I think another key point that people have referenced about the blood being in the soul has also taken things to another level mm-hmm. as far as the analysis of the thing is concerned. Uh, when we were following up with the guy who made the original video, I can't remember the uh, the name of the channel now, but you just had it open. It's still on trending, so it's not going to be hard, hard to find. A sneaker life did a follow-up video and threw the sneakers out in the trash and then kind of like removed, wanted to eliminate his affiliation with the thing. Yeah. Because he got so many dislikes. Well, uh, but also just appears to be conflicted over the whole thing. It's a really weird, it's really weird where you have an environment in which everybody is competing for attention and it's becoming harder and harder to capture people's attention. That you're having to push and you have to having to push on buttons more aggressively than you have had to in the past to elicit a response. And each time we escalate the thing, it requires a further escalation the next time around. Mm-hmm. And you wonder where that goes. You wonder where that leads. Yeah. You wonder where you get. Because there's a there's a division that takes place. Like if you in some cases, those like dislike ratios are a battleground for people's disposition, their mental state. <laughs> mm-hmm. It makes people uncomfortable to know that they're are sides and that they're that there's you're there's a sort of a in a minor way it's a type of participation in a sort of conflict and as we keep pushing boundaries in order to keep reaching for those buttons it seems these consequences are inevitable mm-hmm. that the more severe the button that's pressed the more controversial the response and the more potential for conflict between individuals and their particular point of view Mm. that that big promotional bomb going off it works it tends to work the viral stuff tends to work because it has those two competing points of view that come back to it to battle with one another and then further uh nurture all the algorithmic inputs and outputs through their behaviors that they're that that the outrage itself or or the liking of such a thing i mean you got a little nas x on his twitter he's dancing around he's joking about it because he got the 46 million views to go with it i just don't think a lot of people think about the fact that when they use their platform to talk about something that they don't like they may be amplifying the thing that they don't like Mm mm-hmm like that's that's the part of it, but it's complex. I, I'm curious what's gonna happen to mischief, what Nike's gonna pull off here, what the implications of that are gonna be for uh anybody in this in this sneaker business. And who knows, maybe when we get a hold of Brad Hall, he because he's more intimately involved, mm-hmm. presumably these sneaker guys have to maintain relationships with Nike themselves. 
mm-hmm. which is another thought that came to my mind. Because they're probably getting sent new releases, early releases and things like this. Yeah. Like Nike might be on a phone to Brad Hall's channel right now mm-hmm. saying, yo, we want a disclaimer in the comments or in the description. Let's see. Maybe there is a disclaimer in the description. Nah, there's no disclaimer in the description. Not yet. I don't know what I'm saying, man. Uh, anyway, you hit him up this is the type of thing. This is the type of thing I just think about too. You know, I just go into it and I and I try to imagine all those. I try to see it from all the sides, if possible. Sure. It means hard to do it, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. The lawsuit is active. How about this? A scientific breakthrough. A new drug to regenerate lost teeth. Mm. It's a nice little innovation for you there, Will. That's that's cool. A new study by scientists at Kyoto University may offer hope for the regeneration of teeth. The team reported... That's a mouse, by the way, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's not human. Teeth. You're wondering, like, what am I looking at over here? Yeah, they try to with a mouse first. They want to bring it. I think they go mouse and then they go pig. And so, which one is the grown teeth? Is it this one? Yeah, below there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the team reports that an antibody for one gene, uterine sensitization associated gene one, can stimulate tooth growth growth in mice suffering from tooth agonesis a congenital condition. Uh, The normal adult mouth has 32 teeth, but about 1% of the population has more or fewer due to congenital conditions. So their research was to figure out what processes were at play that led to such a thing. Mm. And if there was a way to counteract those processes, Uh, here's the quote. We knew that suppressing USAG1 benefits tooth growth. What we did not know was whether it would be enough. Well, in this case, what they were able to showcase with a mouse looks very promising. Hmm. Uh, Conventional tissue engineering is not suitable for tooth regeneration. Our study shows that cell-free molecular therapy is effective for a wide range of congenital tooth agonesis. So I don't know if it's only going to be applied in the short term to those types of congenital defects or if it's somebody who lost a tooth like i got the fake tooth i got a tooth knocked out oh yeah yeah playing oh. playing hockey oh uh i got the tooth knocked out and then i went through a variety of they try to save it and then they like pasted st- like they try to uh, uh manufacture a tooth on top of the old, the previous tooth root and mm-hmm. then eventually you just get to the level where that thing is not in great shape and then it's now it's an implant oh uh i could have regrown that one yeah. Would you use this? Would you use No, this? no, it's not ready. It's not even close for that yet. But if it's ready. That's not what they're I would get rid of no the implants is fine now. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, okay. This is a far more experimental thing, but it is interesting anyway. Regrow your teeth. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I mean there's people who have real dental problems who could really lose all you know, they Yeah. What if it's like you don't even have to wear dentures anymore? You know? Yeah. It's natural. Your natural teeth. They just come back. You just yeah. get a new set. Yeah. I don't know, for, for some reason, I don't think it's going to be that easy. But. <laughs> no? No. Okay. All right. Last story today. 
here's a nice little feel-good, old-fashioned, local news type story. Oh, boy. Which every, every once in a while is exactly what you need in your life. Florida couple's poolside coffee break interrupted by huge alligator. In quotes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video clip from uh, Fox 13. They were enjoying their coffee Friday morning. And a lot of houses in Florida, they have this uh, fence or screened in pool area. I don't know if you've ever been. Have you been to Florida before? Have I? You go visit somebody in Florida. High, yeah. high likelihood that they have one of these screened in pool areas. High likelihood that it backs on to a golf course. Okay. And... High likelihood high, of alligators? High likelihood that there's alligators somewhere nearby. Anyway, what happened in this particular case, the alligator, about six feet long, actually bit through the screen portion. Yeah, you can you can scroll up to right there. And got itself wedged in. Chilling. Lodged underneath the table. You can see how the table legs are kind of yeah. squeaked onto its body there. And you're about to go out there because that's where you enjoy your morning coffee. You just see this guy over here. Yeah. I don't think he would be friendly to Otis either. No. <laughs> yeah, they're not cool with each other. <laughs> no. Those things got some serious bite force, by the way. Mm. Anyway, he... Uh, eventually, the alligator, I guess, gets free from the table and decides to take a dip in the pool and pretty much just hang out. And so this couple... They sit, they sit on the deck and they drink their coffee. They call the animal control mm. and they sort of watch, uh, they relax and watch the show. Yeah. No, nobody's harmed. In fact, the alligator they discovered was too big for that area and the wildlife control people moved it to a more suitable location. If okay. they get too big, too close to people and their pets... Yeah. Sometimes they try to move them a little, and you can see here's the there's extraction. The, there's the extraction process. Professional. <laughs> He's like, no, don't take me away. Yeah, it was a warm pool right there. I was chilling. That was a warm pool. I had my own pool. I didn't have to compete for anything. I mean, he would have at some point left, presumably, yeah. in order to get to eat something. They probably could have left the door open, but this is better because then they can manage the animal and control, control like by moving to another area, for example. Yeah. But anyway, this is the type of stuff that happens in Florida. If you ever wondered, golf courses. I guess it's pretty common, right? Pools. Alligators in screen, pools. Screened in areas. Yeah. Six foot alligators when you're. And they're happy. Having your morning coffee. Yeah. And they don't. They're not aware of the new Lil Nas X sneaker. No. 